Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. Welcome to another live episode of Real Fans Real Talk. We got a we got a special show for y'all today, man. I, I, I hope y'all ready because y'all been asking for this man to pull up to Real Fans Real Talk. Y'all had us. We had a whole half an hour dialogue mid show a couple of weeks ago because y'all wanted to holler at Big Gene, see what he had to say, um, see if he if if he was out here capping. Y'all wanted to figure it out for yourselves. Big Gene will be in the building tonight. He's going to be answering a whole lot of questions. So, hope y'all ready. I, I, I hope y'all ready. Before we get into that, though, let me introduce my co-host, the one and only, legend in two games, Eric Sanchez. What's going on? What's really good, bro? Yeah, man, I, I don't want to hear nobody get shot tonight because uh, there, there was a lot of talk uh, a couple weeks ago when when Gene came up and all that started because of a, a you know, Throwback Thursday post that we put up uh, from our conversations with Gene and just trying to encourage people to go back and check out the interview. Most recently, the one we did last year with him. So I don't want anybody to get shot tonight. I expect the comments to be flooded the same way they've been the last few weeks for all of our guests. So the same way you guys were showing love and support to the previous guests. Don't get shot tonight, man. Any questions that you got, Gene will be answering and he will be joining us shortly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, before we do, since we're waiting on Gene uh, to, to, to join us anyway. Uh, we gotta say, we gotta send some congratulations out. Uh, our, our favorite young fighter, Bruce Shushu Carrington, nine and zero. um, got the decision, went the distance this time, but, but definitely, uh, outclass his opponent the entire fight. Um, he, he's ready to start moving up. Eric, and we've been saying this for a while now, but the kid just keeps on winning. Um, talk to me about Shushu, man. Well, the, the talent is undeniable. As we said, he is going to be a future champ. Um, the the really is a matter of uh, when it happens, not if, because it will happen for him. Uh, but super talented, explosive fighter who continues to get better with every fight. And all these rounds are just going to be better for him long term. He's still a very young fighter. Again, nine fights into his career. So you want to get as many rounds and you want to get as many reps in at this point. And I'm, I'm very happy that he's been very active. Uh, this year, because we know COVID kind of robbed him of some opportunities early in his career. But uh, I believe this was already his third fight this year in 2023. So he's been very active this calendar year. And I just hope that continues going into 2024. And uh, he said that um, he said that he's, he, I think he's going to be trying to fight one more time uh, <laughs> before this year is out. So we may get to see him uh, around, you know, maybe Thanksgiving, Christmas, right before Christmas. Because there's a couple of fight cards coming up in uh, in December, so we may get to, uh, you know, get to see him, you know, one more time this year, which would be dope as well. Absolutely, like I said, just stay active, bro. At this point, stay active, uh, get as many rounds in as possible, continue to build on that imp impressive resume, and uh, if he fights again this year, we look forward to seeing him. You know, if, if it's early next year, we look forward to seeing him as well. But I'm glad that top rank is giving him all these opportunities right now. Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and, and it's deserve it. Uh, he's proven them right every time he steps in the ring. So, you know, if he's going to continue to win, I believe it's uh, nine, nine wins, five KOs um, at this point. And, he, you know, he looks sharper and sharper with every fight. You know, so he's starting to get 
get more and more experience every time he steps in the ring. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to 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 what the future holds for Bruce Carrington. Again, congratulations. Um, it's almost that time, Eric. Uh, NFL the season the season is about to start. We just had the Jets versus Giants. Once we get the Jets versus Giants preseason game, you know that means it's, it's time it's time for 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 the NFL to uh to to start up. So, um, what are you looking forward to most coming into this football season? Well, aside from the personal tickets that we're going to be putting in for uh, 18 weeks of NFL, um, there's so many storylines I'm looking forward to. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, obviously, Kansas City, can they repeat and continue their, their great run? Uh, Cincinnati, can they take that next step up? Jalen Hurts, can he follow up an MVP caliber season with another one? Uh, and then, you know, so many good rookies. Obviously, the Colts with Anthony Richardson, um, Bryce Young in Carolina, C.J. Stroud with the Texans. So a lot of good rookie quarterbacks, a lot of good rookie players. And then, like I said, the the, the big boys, you know, who's going to be really competing for a Super Bowl? What teams are going to take that next step up? You know, is this the year? Lamar finally has weapons now. So is this the year that we see the best version of Lamar Jackson? Um, you know, for the Jets, they haven't been to a Super Bowl since Super Bowl three. It's, is Aaron Rodgers the guy who changes their fortunes now? Um, so, you know, all, all those type of things, man. So many things. The Giants. Can the Giants take the next step in their development? You know, I see you got the Giants hat on right now. Um, they made the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game. Brian Daybowl, I thought, should have been coach of the year for the job he did with the Giants last year. So what they what do they do now? Can they take the next step up? And they added a Pro Bowl caliber tight end to that offense that already had Saquon. They get Sterling Shepard back. Um, and... Trip, I don't know how you felt about it watching him play the Jets, but Isaiah Simmons looked like he might be a problem as an edge rusher. So putting him with Kayvon Thibodeau mm-hmm. might give the Giants a very formidable pass rush now. Yes. Um, when I saw that they got Isaiah Simmons for a seventh-round draft pick, and I wanted them to use their first-round draft pick to, to, to draft him the year he was up. Um, so, yes, I think that's going to be the surprise off-season move of the season. I think he's going to have a very big impact on not only that Giants uh, line, but the entire defense, just because he can do so many different things. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I am looking forward to seeing Lamar Jackson and the Ravens with these new weapons. Um, I saw he uh, he linked up with uh, Zay Flowers in the preseason game a couple of days ago, and... He uh he got a nice little twenty six yard touchdown hit hit the defender with a little quick whoop whoop got to the um got to the end zone so I'm looking forward to that um so yeah I think it's gonna be it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season um I see y'all commenting in the chats yes Gene will be in he'll be on in about another five ten minutes so just bear with us Big Gene is coming on tonight. He's setting up. You know, you know that's the big homie. It's taking him a little longer to get his studio set up, but he he will be rocking with us tonight. Um, and he's going he's going to do a you know he's going to answer a whole lot of questions. So y'all just sit tight. We're going to get through some of this football talk. Um, some of this and talk. and let's let's give him the disclaimer now. Um, yes. You know, Gene will be joining us very shortly, guys. Send all the questions in now. We will try to get to as many of, of them as possible. But also, let's be mindful, it is his Sunday night as well. So we may not get a two-hour episode in. We're going to try to get to every question possible. So if you want to start sending them in now, send them in now, and then we'll start going through them as soon as he joins the live. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, you keep sending them questions. I see y'all starting. Shout out to uh to Janetta Johnson. Shout out to Dnell Jackson. Yes, we're gonna get all of those questions answered for you in just a minute. As soon as Big Gene gets on the um gets on the the, the live. Um, in the meantime, no, a little bit uh a little bit more football talk. Have you been catching up with Hard Knocks? Um, I Eric and I'm gonna say this on the air, you know, because ain't no shame in my game. I texted you, Eric. I said, you know. I kind of would, you know, want to see the Jets win after watching Hard Knocks. Like, it's making me want to root for the Jets. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay because it's a New York team. So, and you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yo, it's just, I'm just like, you know, invested in, in the Jets right now. You know, you got Dalvin Cook that just signed with them. He's going to make that offense a hell of a lot better. And then you still got Brees Hall. You still got, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson. You know, and then on, on top of that, the defense, the way they're playing. You know, Quentin Williams is my guy. That's an Alabama guy right there. Um, hold on, Eric, you know what? Take over one second. This is this is actually Big Gene calling me right now. Hold it down for one second, Eric. I got you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like everything you're saying about the Jets. And as you texted me the other day and we were talking about it, um, I'm rooting for the Jets as well, man. Um, I think that it's, it's a fan base that's starving for a winner. It's a fan base that would love – to just be competitive, not even just get to a Super Bowl, just be competitive, just be in the mix. And Aaron Rodgers now has given them a, a jolt of energy where they they really believe not only can they compete in their division, they feel they're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Buffalo and with the Cincinnati's and the Kansas Cities. You know, the season will tell if, if they can hang with those guys. But with that young defense, with the way they've drafted the last couple of years, how well they've drafted and, and the type of talent now that they have on both sides of the ball, um, I think the Jets, it's – they're providing a certain hope that this fan base hasn't had in, in quite some time. And I, I don't think the fan base has been this excited about a team since maybe like the Keyshawn Johnson days, you know, with, with the Vinny Testaverde days when, when they were a uh, consistent playoff team and they even went to an AFC championship game one time. So this is going to be a good jet team. Uh, Hard Knocks is providing some insight on, on what that locker room looks like. And I'm glad to see that Aaron Rodgers has integrated himself with the whole team and be, been a true leader not only in the offensive side, but with, with everything that's going on with the team, you see the handshakes with Sauce Gardner, you see the interactions with Quentin Williams and CJ Mosley. So Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing there, and I'm looking forward to see what they do this year, man. We got a lot of great questions coming in. I know Tripp is speaking to, to Gene right now, and we're going to get Gene to join the live very shortly. I'm working on it right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get Gene okay. to the live right now. Um, do you want to take Imani's question? Because that's about the USA men's basketball team while I try to get Absolutely. Gene Absolutely. Hold on. Let me put that. Let me... Put that up on the screen so everybody can see that. Uh, what's your thoughts on this USA men's team? I'm not even motivated to watch these boys, even though they got some young boys like Anthony Edwards and Brandon Ingram. Will these boys win the FIBA gold? So, Monty, first things first, thank you, because I know you've been a big supporter of ours and, and been rocking with us. But um, it is it doesn't have the star power of previous teams. So I understand why you're not motivated to really watch them. But overall, it's still very good talent. You talk about Anthony Edwards. Uh, you got Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson was the defense player of the year this past year. Um, so, you know, you got some good players on this team. Overall, this is a changing of the guard. It can't always be the KDs. It can't always be the Devin Bookers, the carriers. You got to get the young guys in there. So I think they have a chance to win gold. It's going to be probably tougher than it's been in, in previous years because the talent level across the world is better now. Uh, but I think they have a legitimate shot to win gold. Y'all see who we got in the building, right? It's time. Let's just yeah. Y'all see who we it's got time. in the building. Um, 
we 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 gonna we gonna cut off the sports talk for this week. Unless y'all want to know about uh, Big Gene's playing days in college, we gonna there's no more sports talk for the rest of the night. This episode is all about the man, the myth, the legend, Big Gene. What's going on, man? Welcome back to Real Fans Real Talk. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on with y'all, man? Glad Can't to be back, man. We are we happy to have you back. So long, man. Y'all been doing all all these other people, man. Y'all been stepping your game of having all these stars and everything on there. I guess y'all are gonna find y'all way back to me one day, man. You know, <laughs> when I live up to you know the person to be up on y'all show, man. You know, you know how y'all do it. Y'all big time, man. Cool. <laughs> Come on, Gene. You know you're the biggest star, man. You know you know it get turned up every time you come to Real Fans Real Talk. First of all, the numbers go up crazy every time you come on the show because the people love you. They love hearing from you. Um, they love your stories. They love when you chefing it up. You know what I mean. Yeah. So we always appreciate you pulling up. Um, oh, let me let me say this again because this is your first time back on the air uh, since the book came out. So congratulations on on, on the book. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Got it right here, man. Got it right here. <laughs> Y'all see it in the background too, man. You know, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's doing real good. It has been doing real good since its release. And I, and you know, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the public going out there and showing their support, even though there, there's people out there that's trying to stop it. But this next one is going to be off the chain. I just got a word from the editor, and he was like, yo, my man. <laughs> this is above and beyond. He said, yo, I can't believe it. He said, yo, keep up the good work. So I got like three more chapters I'm going to do in that. And then uh, I'm going to release that. I bet, bet you know what you know what because now because I'm excited what we what we gonna do is because I know y'all out there and the, the live is starting to heat up the questions is starting to come in. I am going to I'm gonna get a copy of the book. I'm gonna I'm gonna get one and I'm going to raffle it off to one of our fans. So that's what we're okay. going to do. So when y'all in the comments, we're going to figure this. I'm going to figure out how we're going to do the raffle, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to buy a, a copy of the book to just to raffle off to one of our fans because we appreciate the support that y'all been giving us um, all throughout the summer, man. Y'all been turning up with us. So I'm going to get a copy of the book and I'm going to raffle it off. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Big Gene, see if maybe he feel like, you know, putting his, his fingerprints on there or something for y'all. So I got to talk to him, but we'll see how that how that goes. But um, let's jump into these questions. Um, all right, so they want to know. Shout out to Janetta Johnson again. I'm gonna throw her question on the screen. She says, "Gene, what's uh, what kind of upbringing did you come from?" Well, uh, get the book for that. <laughs> that's a long story, man. You know, uh, I was raised by my grandparents, and uh, I didn't meet my mother until I was about 12 and I met my father at the age of uh, 16. So, you know, it's a good story in the book. And I think that people who read it really enjoyed that part of my life, you know, seeing that I was an individual that came from, you know, uh, you know, very humble beginnings and I still made something of myself based on uh, not really having much growing up. Hello? Yeah, we here, Gene. We, we, okay. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just put you on the, on the ISO cam there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, know, he, just, he just scared the shit out of me. I'm like, what happened? 
Now that you listen, now because I mean, you know, we know about your upbringing a little bit more than than the people do. So we want to let them get a get a minute to you know to hear and listen as well. Um, I'm surprised drunk not in the building yet because we got one one of our uh, our supporters is from uh, is from St. Louis. So I'm sure he gonna he gonna be jumping in the comments uh, during at some point during during the live. But um, let me go to hold on. Who's who's up next? Uh, okay, here we go right here. Now we can talk about, we can talk sports right now. Gene, did you play any sports in middle school and high school coming up? Let them know. Yeah, I played football and then in high school, I played, uh, uh, middle school, I played high school and basketball. I mean, I, I played, um, basketball in middle school and high school, but I played football first and I played baseball. I was, I was pretty good pitcher. And then I should have stick with that, but then I started playing ball. I played ball. I was the leading rebounder in St. Louis, Missouri in 80 and 81. And uh, that led me to uh, one of the HBC schools that I hated. And uh, that was Alcorn State University. And then I left there going to back to JUCO and went to JUCO and left there and ended up at the University of Tennessee where I played with one of the Knicks. Uh, one of you guys, uh, Gerald Wilkins, who was a New York knicker, Bacher. I played with him. Uh, I won two Southern Conference championships. I was second leading scorer and second leading rebounder on the team. So, yes, Gene, Gene was a hooper. Uh you know, they were saying Gene could have went to the league. You know what I'm saying? That's what they that's what the the, the word around the campfire was. Um <laughs> You know, but unfortunately, it was a different path that that was that was meant for you, I guess. Um, and I, and this is this is where it starts right here. Shout out to Mike Hoop Page. He says, uh, "How did you get into bodyguarding?" Uh, the first uh, people I have a bodyguard. You guys probably wasn't even hear about them, but it was a gospel group called Sweet Honey and the Rock, and they were. If you go back and do the history on them, it was one of those spiritual gospel groups, and I did them at Carnegie Hall. And um, I would say that that was the first legitimate thing, but when I was coming up in St. Louis, we had what we called DJ clubs, and I was part of uh, Future Shock Music Production and Dynamite Disco. So we did some of my own security and bodyguard. That's where I really learned it from. So, you know, but my first uh, legitimate job ever doing something that was for Sweet Honey in the Rock, where I drove them to Carnegie Hall and made sure they was all right, took care of their security and everything. Gene, can you can you check your mic? Because it's getting like a little static on it. Can you check this, the sound on your end? Let me see if I could do this. It's always been like that, man. I, I have a lot. I have a lot of problems with that. But let me try doing this right here. All right, and then we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to. How is that? Is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. It's, it's it's still doing a little pop, but it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. No, I can't hear you right there. We gonna get to we gonna get to the um to the next nope. question in just a minute. Let's let Gene get his get his sound together. Bro, yeah. there's nothing I could do about that. It, it might be something. Every time I go on Streamyard, it has a little static on it. Uh, 
Okay. All right, so we just gonna, we 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 gonna we gonna work through it. Uh, no worries. Um, let me see here. I like a hype ball of hoops question because that that's something that we kind of touched on the last time we were together, Gene. Okay. Um, but we did the interview on Zoom. Put that one up there, Trip. Mm-hmm. Let okay. me know. Let me know if you can see the question, Gene. If not, I'll, I'll uh, read it off there. Oh, Gene, were you around when Anthony Wolf Jones was in the? Yeah, he brought me into. He brought me into Bad Boy. I was there before Wolf, and then when I left Puff after the City College shit, uh, Wolf came back and we had a discussion, and I came back. Well, there's definitely to uh, Big Meech. If you know Wolf, did you all have a solid relationship? Me and Wolf had a, a real solid relationship, even where after he left, you know, I started, you know, being there for his mother, but. Um, uh, I was there through that whole thing, man. And um, rest in rest in peace to, uh, to 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 Mama Jones. She's actually the the reason that I even know uh, Big Gene. She introduced us when Gene wanted to shoot Raw Deal. Um, so sleep in peace to the Queen. No doubt. Uh, Judah, let me just throw her Judah royalty. Reach. She just said, "Uncle Gene, hey." So she did, just want to give you a little hey, Reece, shout out. That's one of my moderators, man. She great. Oh, okay. And I'm okay. telling you, that's one of the best persons uh, outside of Doctor DeCosta and the Deacon's daughter, as far as the women that have been moderators on my show, and they real solid, and they there for me, you know, a hundred percent. Got you, got you. Big shout out shout to, to Judah. Shout out to Reese. All right, hold on. Let me go. Let me see what Hoops Nation talking about over here. He said, "Now Clive Davis distributed Bad Boy Records, I believe. How were the vibes with Puffy and Clive when you was around them? A lot of people say Clive and Puffy and Puffy messed around. <laughs> Do you think that's true <laughs> from your viewpoint? Oh man, you know how I get. You know how I get, man. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, messed around. I, I can't even speak on that, but you know." I can't speak on things that happen behind closed doors. That's not my business, and nor do I really know. I didn't never see anything like that, so I can't really speak on nothing like that. But I know from people who work with Clyde Davis what they have told me, and one of my brothers told me he had to get out of that office because uh, he was going to have to put hands on Clyde. So I don't know what he did with Puff, actually. Alright, we just gonna take that. That's what it is. I ain't gonna go no further. He said what he said, and, and and that's that's all he can say about about that one. I don't um, think he was going to ask the basketball question. Hoop Nation, he was like, yo, <laughs> nah, listen, the people, the people want to know. Nah, I want to get down to the yeah, messy stuff. <laughs> it, it, we get a mix. We get a mix of questions, Gene. So you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, Trip, yeah. let's throw Lene's question up there because I like this one. Um, we okay. we spoke on this a little bit one time, Gene, when we sat down over at BronxNet and we talked about you know Puffy dedicating the song to Big. But her question is, when Big passed away, from the fans' point of view, because it was no social media, but Puffy acted like Biggie was his best friend. Who were Big's friends to you? Well, I think Big, you know, he called out his friends, you know, Junior Mafia, Little Seeds, and everything like that, but. Uh, and the ones that I knew was C Gutter, D Rock, uh, C's. Uh, he told a couple of junior mafia individuals 
But, you know, it was a lot of snaking going in Junior Mafia to him, too. So, you know, to say who his close friends was, um, you know, they were, they were uh, about anywhere from 8 to 10 years younger than me as far as Big was concerned. So uh, I didn't hang with them to know, like, who's his close friend other than D-Rock, Little C's, C Gutter, and, you know, other, a couple other people that he mentioned. But, you know. I wasn't into their life like that. Now, Gene, I know, you know, you spent a lot of time with Big, especially, you know, obviously before that tragic night. Uh, do you remember, like, some of them conversations you guys were having out in L.A.? Because there's been a lot documented about the growth he was making as, as a person and as an artist right before his passing. So are you able to touch on some of them conversations you guys were having while you were out there in Cali? Well, you know, like, uh, Big was the type of guy, he was, you know, you know, he was a jokester. He liked to talk shit, you know, and he used to try to put Puff and me against each other, you know, like he'll say some little things and stuff like that, you know, to try to get Puff to come at me a certain way. But then Big knew I was solid and then I would cuss Puff out or I would straighten Puff out or I'll, get, I'll straighten his ass out. So, you know, but he got real serious when he was talking to me about his business and what he was looking to do. And, you know, I couldn't believe all the stuff that he was telling me. He had opened up his whole life to me. And, you know, in the interim of him doing that, his mother had made a phone call to to him. And I was listening, I was right there, it was just only me and him in the Winnebago. And I was listening to everything his mother was saying. And he was saying to his mother, and he had a lot of aspirations of, you know, going to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not only just being a rapper, being a, a entrepreneur with the clothing line, which was Brooklyn Mint. I actually got uh, one of his jerseys, two of his jerseys, a red velour one and a, a, a gray Brooklyn Mint shirt with the coogee. Uh, sweater. Uh, also, so you know, he was going to do a clothing line, talking about opening up restaurants. Uh, Big had a lot of dreams that with the $62 million that he was going to get in that contract, he could have made his dreams and a lot of other people's dreams come true also. And if y'all if y'all want to see the Coogee, I was lucky enough, uh, Gene brought it down to the studio one day, so I got to take a pic uh, with, with Big Coogee. <laughs> so y'all can go on my Instagram and y'all can see that. Um, and surprisingly, uh, he could fit it too. Yo, we're not going to do this today, Gene. <laughs> we're not going to do this today, right? Uh, okay, okay, this is your show, I'm, I- I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no. I, I wanted to ask you. Um, I saw. I think it was a couple of days ago. I think it was on. Was on. Shout out to all the dialogue. Um, he had Mo Prem on, and he was saying that big, like, kind of copy pox swag. Um, did you did you see that, or was big on always on his own thing? Well, I don't know about copying his swag, but I I I I, I, I know they they use pop formula in music mm. you know and you know Pac was the type of individual that he made all kind of music but that stuff with the like 
you talk about the the girls, the, the uh, what you got, what you doing, and it's like the I get around type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So so they use that type of formula, you know, uh, in their music because well, it was actually the producer uh, and the traction and what he was telling Big to write about and talk about. So they use, I believe they use Pac formula. Probably a lot of rappers use this formula because it worked and it was good. Yeah. Um, let's take one of these questions. I see Imani got a question up here. Shout out to Imani Williams. Uh, she says, were you ever in the studio when Biggie recorded any songs? If so, what songs, if you can remember? Um, I'm always running in and out the studio. I was there when they did the... Uh, Him bones and thugs, bone thugs and harmony. But Big didn't say his part. Big waiting to say to say save his part for later. You know, uh, every time when Puff is in the studio running in and out, I'm in the studio. If Puff is in the studio, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, he's there with Big. I know he's safe. I'm coming out the studio and just being on the outside. So I was there <laughs> plenty of times when Puff was doing songs with Big, but sometimes. You know, I'll just get out the studio. You know what I mean? I'll be outside chilling because it's my downtime. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really say what songs, but, you know, I was there plenty of times. So the picture that came out um, from that session, it was like um, Bone Thugs, Nick Big. I want to mm-hmm. say Fat Joe was, was in that picture. That you were, that was that day. I was there when Bone Thugs and Big was doing that in California. I was actually outside playing pool because they had a pool uh, table right there, and I don't think nobody beat me that day. <laughs> it was it was a lot of gambling going on at that at that time too. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Let me go to let me go to Janetti's questions because this is some somebody one. I I don't want to say your arch one of your arch nemesis, but somebody that you we know we yeah. know Gene, Gene kept it a buck last time we spoke about Keefy. So yeah, let's get into this. So thoughts on Keefy D and him saying if he go to jail for Tupac, then Reggie Wright should go for Big's murder. Well, you know he could be right about that. You know what I'm saying? He 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 pretty much should be right about that because when I look back on it, you know, the, the we had cops that were in the vestibule right at the Peterson Museum. They were less than a half a block away. Mm-hmm. How do somebody have a shooting less than a block away and they never get caught uh, nobody never happened to him. And the way it looked like all the people and all the cops that were there, some of them worked for right way security and all of them got immunity and the, the cases got sealed and everything like that. So he might be right regarding that, you know, by saying that. But it would never happen because everything was sealed. Gene, what was the being out there and obviously everything takes place and then 
the police start to question everyone and, and start to take statements. What was the feeling that you got from the LAPD as they started to investigate the murder that night? Did you feel like they were really trying to catch the killer? Or did they you feel like they, they were just- They didn't investigate nothing that night. Hmm. They didn't investigate anything that night other than what you see of somebody being at a shooting. They took two weeks and came to New York and talked to me. So they let y'all leave Cali before they even questioned you guys and got a statement? Uh, yeah, Puff was gone. Mm. Puff was going at about two hours after Big was pronounced murdered. And then everybody else was still out there, the rest of Junior Mafia and whoever. Yeah, Junior Mafia was out there. I left uh, the next day. Um, I left separate from Puff and them. I was supposed to ride back on the, on the jet with them, but I didn't want to ride with them because I had had a crew of people come to the uh they were on their way to the peterson because i saw the situation and then they actually end up meeting us at the at the hospital and they were going to make sure we all get where we were going to go and then puff said we didn't need that so i was like yo that's him and i just left you know and went with the people from black hands they made sure i got back on the plane the next day and everything for the for the people that don't know, that's uh rest in peace. That's Chaz Williams, who was um who was black, who had black hair. So, um, damn, that's yeah, that's that's crazy that that he just left that fast. But it's even wilder that the police let y'all everybody go back to New York <laughs> and didn't question anybody. That is crazy, right? Um, you you've said before that you felt like you know it was a it was a money thing because a lawsuit could have crippled the city of Los Angeles. So I'm assuming that that would be the reason why no one, everyone was allowed to leave the state before they were questioned. Well, I, I don't think that's the reason why, because they don't know who did the shooting. They don't know who did the killing. But as you go on and you investigate the situation, you find out that, um, that the LAPD had rogue officers that may have been involved in the shooting and the murder of uh, Notorious Big. So that would have crippled the city. And you have an FBI, uh, uh, FBI agent that said he was in the meeting and he said this, and if you don't believe me, go watch uh, uh, who shot Biggie, who killed Biggie and Tupac. It's on the investigated channel ID and it's done by um, Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. Go watch that. And the agent said himself that um, one person in the meeting said it don't make any sense for them to uh, find the killer and mess up their relationship with LAPD. Uh, for some 400 pound black crack or uh, cocaine drug dealer that's a rapper. So the agent said that itself. Not in that way, but basically like that. Yeah. Yeah. And G, you had given us uh, a little bit of insight into that as far as like the lawsuit um, from Big's mom. And, and I agree with you because we have to keep in mind Big dies, was that 97? Right. Within a six-year span, the LAPD had to deal with Rodney King and the riots and the fallout from that. And then the OJ trial and the fallout from that. 
So a lawsuit by Big's family and his estate could have crippled the LAPD and really hurt the city in a way that I don't, I don't know anybody could ever magnify what that would have done to that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it would have been to the point just the media coverage and find out that you had crooked cops with Rodney King, crooked cops in the L.A. with uh, uh, O.J. OJ Simpson said, and now you got crooked cops that, that killed the notorious big. <laughs> they, they they was on a hell of a run, I'll tell you that. Right. Much. That would that would have been the, like, like I said, remember that all that would have happened within like a six year time frame. So it was like you yeah. the city would have been done. Mm-hmm. Stick a fork to it. Facts. All right, let me go. I'm gonna go to, to Dnell Jackson's question. Shout out to Dnell. Uh Shig Knight, do you feel Puffy was scared of him at all? Uh were you at the Soul Train Awards when Defro and, and Bad Boy ran into each other? <laughs> and we laugh, we laugh because we heard some of these stories. But go ahead, Gene. <laughs> I, I can't say another man scared was scared or feared him. He may he may have feared him somewhat, you know. Uh Chuck Knight was much bigger than Puff, you know what I mean? But, you know, I've seen little dudes knock out big dudes, so you know. <laughs> It is what it is. But yes, I was there at Soul Train with the whole situation. You know what I mean? Now, hold on, was that the one was that the one when Puff ran? I was I was both there at both times, bro. <laughs> All right, hold first on. First time first time is when uh 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 Puff with with, with Pac. You know what I'm saying? The when they first had to time run was in. with Pac. Did, all right. The second time is without without Puff. When you, cause I, cause all right, so I know there's a the situation when Puff uh, runs, and you've right. spoken about this before when you just stood back and you let the Death Row cats walk past or whatever. After they go past, what was you thinking in regards to Puff after he just ran and jumped over the the balcony and all of that? Well, well he jumped over down into the vestibule and for me to meet. Ran in between the media vans and stuff like that. Oh man! It reminded me when he ran away from the same gang dudes <laughs> when they was trying to <laughs> initiate. <laughs> so, so you say he's fast? He's, Diddy is pretty fast though. Oh yeah, he fast on the when it comes to shit like that. Oh man. That's crazy. All right, let me. Uh, I see Laquanda got a question. I ain't. We gonna get too much into the. Personal pocket and Faith stuff, but I'll just read the question. Um, do y'all think Faith messed with Pac? And a lot of people have come out the last few years saying it's true. She must is going to take this to her grave if she came out and said she did it. Uh, would do no damage to her image, or would it? She seems like that's a question for us. She's a gene and the co-host. You know, what y'all think? Well, I wasn't there, so I can't say whether she did or she did. I can only go by what people have said that that well that allegedly were there that said they were there when certain things went down. I know a lot of people have said it said it it's to be true, but again, I wasn't there. I can't say, and I ain't gonna I ain't gonna spread no rumors about stuff I don't know nothing about. I, I agree with Trip. I ain't gonna spread no rumors. <laughs> Would I be surprised if it's true? No, I wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, it does her no good to come out and say that because then she becomes the scapegoat for a lot of people. You know how the social media is. People going to start to blame her 
for the creation of the beef. Yeah. I mean, wars do start over women, though. A lot of times they do. <laughs> so, so you never they lost know. a thousand ships. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy. Um. Well, I, I I believe you know you know she 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 said some things that that put herself out there because how did you not know that Pac was with Death Row and that Pac and Big didn't have a beef? Yeah, that that would that was a bit much because it's just like come on, man. That like that everybody who didn't want to know about it knew about it. it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that was something that didn't even matter if there was social media or not. Everybody right. knew about that. Right. So it's just like, come yeah. on, man. Is there in in your eyes, is there anything that could have been done to prevent it everything that happened from happening? Yeah, everybody know that. You know what I'm saying? Eric Beatman was taking over Death Row East Coast. And there was some dudes that was in the street that was heavy. And they want they was all about cleaning up whatever they was doing however they was doing and make it a legitimate business and they didn't want to bring a war to new york amongst new yorkers you understand so by death row making death row east uh and eric b being a part of it, him and big d they was trying to straighten out some shit and ask Puff to bring a representative so they could kill the noise between Pac and Big. And Puff didn't want to do that. Did he ever say why he didn't want to do it? Because he didn't want to owe, they felt like he owed somebody something for doing something like that. Do you, personally, do you feel like, because we've talked about Puff's carelessness and going out to LA and um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, we've sat down with Gene several times and we talked about the lack of security going out there with you guys and and his careless nature of wanting to party and be out on the scene. Do you feel that Puff just thought like, man, it's going to blow over. It's no big deal. And maybe, maybe Pac is just doing this for attention. Like, do you think he just never took it serious as to what this can mean for both coasts and how much people love Pac? I just think that when he took Big out there, he didn't give a F because he knew Big had problems with individuals out there. It ain't had nothing to do with blowing over. He knew Big was gone, and he didn't want the the heat from the mess that Big had left for him. You got to realize uh, Big was a bad boy artist, and uh, when Big said some some things and some negative things about Pop, and then had. Uh, Snoop them when a bagel shot up, all that shit gonna fall back on Puff too. Yeah. Cause they look at them as being together. But Big was going on and getting his own label, his own artist, his whole his whole camp. Mm-hmm. So I'ma take it in I look at it like this. Puff had him out of LA doing his album. Puff on album when Puff has a studio himself. And that's the No Way Out album. Yeah. So why would you have him out in, you know, you your studio get the money for doing a No Way Out No Way Out album. Your studio get the money, even if you have the money for, you know, the people you have in New York. Mm-hmm. Why would you take him all the way out in LA 
to do your album when you know he got beef with niggas out there in L.A. And this is coming off of the car crash, too. Because I don't talk about you because you about to leave my label anyway. And then you, you leaving my label and you making me look bad and you robbing me. So you Puff knew he was leaving? Huh? So the Puff knew that Big was leaving? Bruh. And this is what people always say some dumb shit to me about. When, let me ask you something. Clyde Davis and all those big executives, they eat at the same place. They go to the same parties. So let me ask you this, man. What do you think that when Clyde, they, they typed up that contract for $62 million to have Cameron, Charlie Baltimore, Little Kim, Lil C, the Commission, Tracy Lee, uh, and that all all those groups and stuff like that. Who you think knew before Big and the rest of the people knew about that? You think those executives over Atlantic then called Clyde Davis and said, "Hey, yo, we just gonna we're gonna make a deal with your boys them over here. <laughs> we about to be you know what I'm saying." We about to get those, and, and Clyde Davis is looking at them like, "Huh? We finna send this guy to? We just spent millions of dollars to send this guy to uh, overseas to do a tour and shit like that, to London and everything, and he about to sign with y'all this deal when Clyde Davis had already told Puff to sign on them long time ago, and Puff refused to. So now." Puff is looking bad in these people's eyes. So how much do he really give a fuck about Big if he going to put him out of L.A. when he know his beef is in L.A.? Yeah. I, I want to I ask you about London in a second, but well, I guess, so like you said, Puff, you know, the word is starting to circulate. Did you ever get the impression that Puff was upset that Big would have seeked out his own deal? I didn't give a fuck, but uh, Puff said his own stuff. If you look on that uh, interview, he said, "He said, how 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 did how this guy got to go and seek out his own deal? You understand? How you know Big got some Big got Big got the kulos like you ain't come to me with the deal first. You went to seek seek out the shit yourself. You didn't give me an opportunity, but." Puff was ain't gonna fuck with him no way because he had Un. Yeah. And uh Puff and Un didn't get along at all. I seen Puff get rid of artists like he did Craig Mack because he didn't like his management. Uh, you know, cause it's crazy because Un like rarely ever like hasn't really spoken too much, but he did a recent lad interview. But could you go in a little 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 more in depth about the relationship between him and Puff and how it was? Well, Puff didn't like the fact that Un was telling his artists. He considered Big his artist. And Un was giving Big the persona of Big Papa. Mm. The coogee sweaters, the dressing and all that stuff like that. That's Un. You understand? Now he gives this whole ideology of we're going to have this junior mafia crew and you're going to be Big Papa. Mm. And by undoing that, you understand, and telling Big shit, 
it, it infuriated Puff to the fact that, you know, he ain't fuck with on at all. Got you, got you, got you. Um, let me let me go to let me go to Lene's uh, question. Shout out to Markel Curtis. He said, "Big Gene, what up?" Mm-hmm. Um, Lene says, "Gene, I'm sure you were around all of Biggie's women, Faith, Kim, Charlie, Baltimore. From your point of view, who did he really love? And was Lil well was Lil Kim just um, a person he had relations with? Is it possible he loved all three women because Biggie got Faith pregnant with C?" It's a long question, and she's just asking and seeing. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm just. Can you can you shed any light on that? This is a long question. I'm sorry. Charlie Baltimore was his girl at the time. You know, he had said that to me, and he had told me, "Watch and see what I do with her." You think Lil Kim album was crazy? Wait till Charlie Baltimore shit was her. So that was his girl, but I knew other women that I was close to, that I knew personally that Big Love too, or Big done a lot of shit for him too. And I'm not going to say that because they have not came out and said anything either. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Big was a, a, a player. You know why, 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 why he shouldn't be. You know, see, but you got to look at the guys, and I used to say this all the time, look at what the guys was working with before they got into the music business. Look at what the guys was working with before they got to be athletes and everything like that. You understand? Yeah. Now, I mean, Big had some joints, and I do think that if Big, Big had was, some what? He had some joints. He had a couple. He had a couple. At the time, he had a couple of the, the girls that everybody wanted. Yeah, but that's when he became. Oh, well, yeah, after he was Big Smoke. No, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not saying before. But, but, but look at the his first baby mama. Damn, G. I, I knew G was going to throw the dag out there. Yeah, I, was I, trying to, I, I saw the setup. I saw. I knew G was gonna throw the dag out there, bro. I'm just talking about. Look at what you worked with before you came a rapper. <laughs> so he came in the game. He was like, "Yo, I'm, I got access to all of these. I might as well, you know." Yeah. He was what? Um, but I do. I do think that if he if, if he was still around, Charlie Baltimore's. Why album, you say I threw a dagger? What's wrong with his first baby mama, dog? See, he no, gonna, you, gonna you know what you was doing, G. Come on, G. You know what you was doing. I'm just telling you, I'm just saying a lot of these guys, they they forget where they came from. And then all these women, based on what they do as far as their music, their athletic career or whatever like that, they forget that some of them was nobodies or nothing. Yeah. You pick up a bot, you pick up a ball, you do your thing on the court and shit like that. What you get? You get a fine girl. But would you have had that fine girl if you didn't pick up that ball on the court? And I ain't knocking them. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? No, nah, so <laughs> nah, that's a that's a fact though. Well, um all right, let me go to um oh shout out to uh, to Terrence Wells. He said Big Gene. What up? Um let me go to David's question. Christopher was close with E-Money Bags. He said Christopher, too. Wow. All right. <laughs> was close with E-Money Bags before he passed. Uh, he's a real one. Um, he knows that Diddy didn't like that. Did you, um, were you around at at, at, at that point? Um, or any of the times that he was around E-Money Bags? No. I, I, like I said, I didn't hang out with them. I could have seen them. They could have been around in the studio. They could have been around. But you, you'll see me with pictures with them. But... Yeah. 
I wasn't there for that. You know what I mean? Who he knew, who he was hanging with, or whatever. You know, I, I was I was there for Puff's safety most most of the time. On, did, on all I say. Did Puff ever have an issue with the people that were around Big? Not like Junior Mafia. It depends on what he had to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If Big had to work, you know, yeah, he would have an issue. If certain people came up in the studio and it was time for Big to work or whatever like that, yeah, he would have an issue. Gotcha. But Big was the type of dude he did the shit when he wanted to, not when Puff wanted him to do it. Gotcha. Um, let's go to Hoops Nation. Hoops Nation says Oh, that uh rest in peace to Kim Porter first and foremost. Uh, the rumors that Kim Porter was about to come out with a tell-all book. Um, and he's talking about Andre Harrell was coming out with a book as well. And he's, I guess he's a, one of these, one of these conspiracy theorists here because everybody that's trying to put out a book, a tell-all book, something happens to them. He's one of, he's, I guess he wants to know about that. Um, and he, he says he thinks Puff was wild behind the scenes. I don't understand that, bro. It was, yeah, it was a lot. I'm sorry, Hoops Nation. I tried to get your you question know, it's, out it's there. The cons- it's the conspiracies and theories, you know, <laughs> yeah. trip, you know. Uh, <laughs> Gene, I wanted to ask you about the London trip because that's something that's that's uh, talked about a lot. You know, should Big have been in Cali? He was supposed to leave the London. Now, last time we got together, you had gave us your thoughts on Lil C's and some of the stories he was putting out there. And recently on a podcast, he stated that Big never wanted to go to London. That's why they stood out in Cali as long as they did. He stated that Big never wanted to go out there because he knew Junior Mafia wasn't going to be able to go out there with him. Um, do you remember anything like that with Big State and I don't want to go to London? Or was that something that just somehow just, you know, obviously the tragic night and he never gets a chance to go? Uh, Lucy says and talks based on the fact that Lucy's need the industry to for his livelihood. So he may not get or see or tell the truth all the time about certain situations and certain things, but um, let's just say this. The vice president of Motown at the time was Clark Kent. Clark Kent said on the day on Math Hoffa's show, it can be seen, he said, on the day that Big got killed, he asked him to go to London with him. Need I say more? Nope. Shout out, shout no. out, shout out to, to, to Math Hoffa. And, um, and <laughs> yeah, that's a great point because Clark Kent, uh, he said at the time, like he said, he had, a, he had told Andre Harrell and Andre Harrell was like, go get that money. Go with him out there. So why would yeah. Big... If Big had no intention of going to Lucy's wasn't going to Lucy's was put on punishment that whole week. And that's why he wasn't in that whole video. You understand? I didn't see Lucy's that whole damn week until that night of when Big got killed. He was put on punishment. For what for leaving that bag in the room that Charlie Baltimore seen all those pictures. How how old was C's around that time? Man, I don't know. 15, 16 years old. Cause he, cause he's how many years younger than I'm not sure than he isn't big. How much younger is he is? I don't know. Um, he's like he's like seven, eight, he's like seven to eight years younger than big. All you gotta do is, well, you know, big big died in ninety 
when was Siege born? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up and find yeah. out. Let me um let me let me. Yeah, go. he's like he's like a good like seven years younger than Big though. But look look and see when Lil Siege was born. When Lil Siege born? We'll, we'll look it up while we while we look that up. Let me let me find a question right here. Go to, gen, uh, go we, to gen, we could go to genetics because this is something because you you spoke about the the, the, uh, the magazine the, article um Gene in the past. Are these rumors true that Misa Hilson was messing with Suge Knight or was that fake news? I don't know if she was messing with him, but she was out there with him, and Suge took a, a picture with her and Justin, and he said that. Uh, Whatever the East Coast won't take care of, the West Coast will. Now, I don't believe Misa was out there fucking with him, but that's what I, I don't believe. But Sugar's the type of dude that, you know, if he gonna fuck his best friend girl, why wouldn't he try to fuck his enemy girl? Yeah. Biggest is five years older than C's. Biggest boy No, is... no, no. How old is, when was C's born? Uh, 77. 77 yeah now 77 it was it was 97. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to say that he was a kid yeah he, he was born 20. at 77. he'd have been 20 years old he'd have been 20 years old at the time yeah so he was born august 20th 1977. so he was 19 at the time yeah, yeah. he tried to act like yo i was you see you get on an interview i was 14 15 years old no nigga, <laughs> your little ass was 19 years old <laughs> You should have been your carried your ass to school. You would know how old you were. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, G, he let was me. Born in '77. Big got killed in '97. He would have been 20 years old that year. Yeah, well, that well, August he would have been 20 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he would have been. Yeah, he would have been turning 20. He would have 19, 19, turning 20. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's because I. If you get on the interviews and talk about he was. 14 and 15 years old when B got killed. Yeah, because I, I, well, I, I he was like 19 he was years old. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right, because the, the impression has always been given that he was like a, you know, a, a much younger than the rest of the crew, but he really wasn't. Some motherfuckers are 18, 19 years old on their side, out on their own, paying their bills, living in their own apartments, doing all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I did not realize Seas was that old at the time. I didn't time. either. Yeah. I always felt like he was younger for some reason. But... Yeah, okay. That's crazy. Um, okay, let me see. Hold on. Oh, somebody's coming to, to Jan's rescue over here. Shout out, shout out to Imani. She said Jan wasn't the finest thing. <laughs> and I think it's crazy that when they do stuff for Big, they never include Charlie Baltimore. It's almost like she didn't exist when they have parties honoring him. Um, she wasn't even included in the movie. Mm-hmm. Did he ever did at the time, or do you do you know if he had written anything for Charlie Baltimore at that time? She, she used to write her own stuff. And the day we was in the studio, before he got killed, a couple of days before that, they was in there writing that that uh, inner loop that was supposed to be a Puff album. Mm, okay. But Big used to say she write her own shit. She could write. That's what's mm. up. So he was just gonna put the sauce on it and then just just have yeah, no doubt. Make sure it, it was hot like that. Yeah, because that's what you know. Pretty much, we well, he wrote Kim stuff too, but mm. but yeah. yeah, he wrote he wrote it for everybody in Junior Mafia, I think. Yeah, he wrote the whole basically. He had other people <laughs> write certain songs, but he wrote like Lil C said, he wrote my whole album. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. 
He wrote, and I mean, like I said, he, I mean, Cam wrote that single for uh, Kim and, and Lil C's. The, uh, the crush, crush on, on you. you, yeah, yeah. Cam wrote that. Uh, Gene, because you were so connected and respected in the streets, was there ever a time? Because I know you talked about Eric B and, and the you know Death Row East and trying to squash it, but was there ever a time someone from Death Row ever tried to contact you to be like, yo, let's let's make this go away, let's squash this whole issue we got? Not at all. Not at all. Did you? Did you? At, 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 at the time. I really didn't give a shit whether they squashed it or not. It wasn't my that ain't that that ain't what I was there for. Okay. I was there for the safety of people. But when I when my dudes got involved in it, Chaz Williams, uh Zip, Eric B, Big D, and they wanted to do it, I was right there, you know, giving the messages to Puff, you know, because they could always call me and I'm right there. You know what I mean? Facts, facts. Gene, I want to talk to you because, uh, you know, people hearing your story, um, I know you get a lot of doubters and naysayers, um, but we've seen people confirming a lot of the things you said, um, whether some people will publicly say it, some people, you know, have said it privately, um, but... Just want to go back to the London thing because you had to sit down with Kirk Burroughs and he basically confirmed the whole the whole uh, London thing. But one other thing he spoke about was his ownership or his part ownership of Bad Boy Records. Can you can you talk a little bit about that from from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, I knew Kirk was supposed to have twenty five percent of Bad Boy. And before before Puff could make the deal, uh, he had to sign. Oh, you know when you go to an company investing in you and buying, they want want ownership. Uh, that's what they made Kirk believe that it was supposed to be some kind of one ownership or whatever like that. So he had to put his twenty five percent back into the company. And once he did that, Puff was on and running. You know he got the deal. And cut Kirk, cut Kirk off the twenty five percent that he was supposed to have. <laughs> Damn. That's cr- that's crazy. So, you know, Kirk he, he explained that on on my show to the people. And he 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 said that oh y'all kind of spoke about there was like a, some sort of a confrontation that he had went through at that at that at that time. Um, like a physical thing with some guys that pressed them. Yeah, yeah, they was trying to shake them up, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, well, shout, shout out to Kirk Burroughs, man. He, I know he still, he still got a, he got a fight on his hand. He's still trying to get his, uh, his shares back in, uh, in, mm-hmm. uh, in the company. Hopefully, you know, he can, he can make something happen with that. Um, I'm going to take Imani's question. Um, I've heard about this story as well. This is actually on a couple of the DVDs, like the beef DVDs, something like that. Um, did anyone hear of the story that E-40's crew surrounded Big and seasoned Cali? Um, I guess they was about to get them, but Big talked to 40 on the phone, and he said, let him go. I think it was a situation where E-40 had uh, paid for Big to come out there and do a show. And uh, had them trapped up. My man uh, Hawk was with them. He was big road manager. Okay. And they ended up talking it out, you know, squashing everything. 
I'm surprised that hasn't happened like more because I feel like you know if people really wanted to get at you that that's a, that's an easy way to just book an artist. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of crazy. Um. Oh, Fat Joe. What's your relationship like with Fat Joe? Uh, you know, there's no relationship. You know what I mean? Like, uh, back in the day, um, um, I had I had a semi-related relationship with him. But it was through K Slay and Puff, mm. and then I used to do some things for him. I, I've actually did a couple of security jobs for him at Rucker. Uh, looked out for him on a couple of times on certain situations, and Joe looked out then, you know. But then, you know, he changed his style. Sometimes, you know, people forget what you did for him, and they feel like if they, you know, did something back. And he did a couple. He did a party for me one time. You know, as far as, you know, he showed up and let me use his name at Sue's Rendezvous, you know, uh, when I was going through some legal problems. So, you know, he don't owe me nothing. I don't owe him nothing. And, you know, just somebody I knew in my past. Can you, I guess, all right, so you've, you've bodyguarded for a lot of people. You've saved a lot of people. Can you give us a story of somebody that people may not know that you had to protect? Like, what kind of story? Anything, whatever. Somebody that we may not know that you have done security for, or any, like any, any, like big I did names. Security for Jesse Jackson before. You ain't know that. You know what? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to talk about that. Hold on. How did that that come about? I did security for uh, Derek Jeter. Okay, that that's that's another. Yeah, that's another. That's in my book. That's a story that's in my book. Uh, let's um, take it this way then. Let's take it this way. Who's one person you did security for that you was like, never again? After, <laughs> after, you, after you worked with them, it was like, never again. Uh, I don't know. This is the day I did security for Derek Jeter for the GQ magazine. And he said, thanks, Big Gene. That's lit. Matter of fact, I think I did see that that magazine when we was going through the stuff for the um for the documentary. I did see I did see that one. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Derek. And, and, and I got that story in my book when he was talking about Mariah Carey. <laughs> Wait, hold. On. Can you elaborate? Nah, nah. That got to stay in the book. That's in the. Book, <laughs> oh, so the man. new book. He's coming out. You're gonna talk about this one. You're gonna go in depth in the new book. That's in the new book. Oh, okay, now nah, we can't get to that. that. All right, we're we gonna have to have you have you back when the new book is ready to come out. Because <laughs> we, we yeah. yeah we need to hear about that. The people the people mm-hmm. definitely need to hear uh, about that. Let me see. God of War engineer. Let me see what he's saying. Okay, he's got a question. The big no at the time of Pox murder that it was Orlando Anderson and Keefe D that 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 did it. Uh, being as they knew Diddy. Nah, he didn't know at the time. Um, cause you did, you did have a uh, you well, I'm not saying you had a relationship, but you knew Keefe D at the time. Y'all, y'all hang out. What, what, what was Keefe D like at that time? Boss, bossed up. So he ain't could, the same dude you were like. A lot of money, a lot of bottles, a lot of dudes around him. He was bossed up. Yeah, cause you he, know what he, I mean? he just that's that he definitely speaks like that. Like he, he, when he talks about that time. Like he was, so yeah, so all right, so he, so he definitely was. No, he was, he definitely was. Yeah, 
Okay, here's a good one right here. Janetta, shout out to Janetta. She says, when was the last time you, you and Puff talked? We didn't talk. He tried to send me a stack of money over at the Kingdom. I told him to get the fuck up out of here. Take his, send his money back to him. And then we was at uh, the What's Call Club. He sent some bottles over to my table. And I told the lady to take the bottles back to him. And my man Jewel from Felon Magazine Say shit, Gene. I'm drinking this shit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Your man said I ain't got nothing to do with that issue. Yeah, well, I just moved away from the table. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have to drink one. <laughs> we ain't gonna be turning turning down no, the, the free bottles, man. It's, pay, it's paid for now. You think? You think? Why do you think he tried them justice? Was that like a peace offering from him, or you think that was one of them? Like, man, listen, you know, I I don't need you out here letting people know what was really going on behind the scenes. No, I don't think it's that. It's, it's that I'm in the club and I got about 15, 20 niggas around me and we just chilling and he looking kind of weak over there. So he trying to make sure and check the temperature and see if everything good. <laughs> um, niggas act like they don't know, but when you know, you know. And the dudes that I was dealing with around that time and being around those cats, they were serious. You know, I got, I got the all-stars from Fella Magazine I got the 12th Street Posse sticking the family and the same game dudes and different dudes around me. And we at the, uh, uh, what's Sin City? He had a few cats around him. But if anything break out, I'm deeper. And my niggas is ruthless and I know his game. I know those cats over there. You know what I'm saying? After, after everything that's gone down um, at that time, now you, you know, telling your, your stories now. Um, could you sit down and have a conversation with Puff now at, at this point? No reason to. No reason at all. Mama Wolf, you know, Wolf Mother is dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, D. Ferg is dead. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to bring none of the people uh, that I love and I love you know, you know, I knew Wolf and his son, both his sons and everything like that. But I love Mama Jones and I love D first. It's not gonna bring none of the people that we had a mutual understanding, a mutual a relationship with back that he should have did right by them. So it's nothing he could say to me. You know, I could say that I say that nigga life more than once. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And he know that. Yeah. You know? Shoot out right out there at uh, Anastasia at Heavy D's birthday party. I'm the nigga he grabbed and I held him back like this while niggas is guns shooting guns. You understand? We had in in in, in uh, Miami at Luke's party. They shooting at the stage, but I told him prior to that, yo, my man, we got to move. Yeah. You understand? We got to get away from this. Niggas going to start shooting. Bullets don't have no name on it. You understand what I'm saying? Got you. So I don't have no I don't have nothing to say to him. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got I, I I'm out hundreds and thousands of dollars in legal fees for fucking with bad boy because every time the state wanna bring me up on charges, they bring this bad boy shit up. And people don't understand that. 
for for the people that may have not seen our previous sit downs, when you guys come back from California, was there ever a time where Puff tried to sit down and talk to you about whatever took place out there? Not at all. Hmm. He just kind of like swept it under the rug and went business as yep, usual. That's it. I I I tried to at one time, but then you got to realize, like uh, when I came back, you know, I stopped fucking with him in '97 after '97, and I came back in '99, and guess what? He's faced with the shine shit. Yeah. And those charges and shit like that. So you know. Can now you you spoke about the shine situation before, but could you go? In depth, like what, what was the situation um, with Puff and Shine one not having this the same uh, attorney, and there was a situation with the witnesses. And well, the thing about it is, is that, um, and this is a big part of my book, so I'm not going to elaborate too much. Is that uh, Puff hated Shine. Because he told me personally, I hate this motherfucker, Gene. Don't let nobody take pictures with us. <laughs> and we had met him right outside the uh, Trump Towers, and Sean was getting off his tour bus. So he said, yo, Gene, don't let nobody take pictures of me and this nigga together. You know what I'm saying? I hate this motherfucker. And I'm looking at him, and I say, ain't y'all on trial together? You know what I'm saying? But Sean opted out. You know, and it was good for Puff. Because now they got two representation. Sean got his own representation. Puff and Wolf got their representation together, which is crazy. Yeah. So then people was coming to, and Paul, one of the security personnel, and the street team was having people that who was up in the club that was willing to testify. But everything they were saying, was going to hurt Sean, and I'm going to leave it at, at that. And you know, the rest is in the book. Let me just let me. I just, I'm just going to ask you. It's not. It's not. Ever, I don't want you. You don't have to go further on that. But at the time, Wolf was Wolf like managing Sean at that at that point. I would. I don't know about the management part, but I know what happened was every time Junior Mafia would see Sean, they'd try to beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> What was it about Sean and nobody liked him? Because I guess they thought he was trying to steal Big Thunder because they say he uh, sound like Big. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't help his voice. His voice is his voice. Yeah. All right. Well, but he wasn't. His, he wasn't. He wasn't. Puff couldn't stop it, so Wolf came in between it. So Wolf, you know, and that was an intricate part of Sean's safety. So that's why he probably felt like he needed to carry a gun everywhere he went. Now that was, but that was before the, the club shooting. Yep. So he and he and he Wolf was, he didn't like I guess because it was it was it would be it's weird to me that they would have different attorneys. Wolf never tried to like put him onto game to be like yo what, you know like what are you doing? Man, listen to me, man. I don't know the intricate part of why Sean went off and got his own attorney and whatever like that, or why he didn't let Puff attorney did, but he wasn't, it did, it, I think that was somewhat of a gold mine for Puff. Got you. It was a saving grace. He could bring people in. Well, let me leave it, I'm gonna leave it at that. All right, let me go to, 
All right, Lene says, is it true that Puffy would get all the producer credits on songs when Stevie J and Chucky, uh, I guess that Stevie J and Chucky Thompson produced? <laughs> and she wants to know, was Mariah Wild back then? <laughs> Mariah was, the, the, when I seen Mariah, she was wild. <laughs> Puff was trying to jail one time. And then Mariah's bro brother was trying to come in in the middle of it. And I had to snatch Mariah's brother, you know, from the thing. And I told my man, you know, let me just. He, hold on. You said Mariah's brother was trying to stop Puff from messing with Mariah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was Puff being, was going to smash her. He was being brotherly. That's what He was trying to be the big brother, but, yeah. you know, you can't, some things are inevitable. Remember, Cam had up in Harlem, too, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, you know, I, I got in between that, you know, like, you know, my man, listen here, they start, let them do what they got to do. You need to step up out of that. He said, that's my sister. Okay. Not tonight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> She's a grown woman. Oh, yeah. man. But anyway, um, let me... God, was crazy. Let me go uh, to Laquan Drew's question. She's <laughs> in the middle of thinking about it. G he was like, "Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. It was crazy." That <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let a nigga do that to my sister. <laughs> Some, somebody would have to. It would, it would have to go down that night. Uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, she says, Gene. Even though you guard Puffy, is there anyone that you've seen that was that you were starstruck by? Um. That's the last one. Maybe you didn't show it. Oh, maybe you didn't show it at the time, but you were like really starstruck by anybody that you that you met during that, or even during now that you were starstruck by. I, I I ain't that type of dude. I've never been that type of dude on no starstruck shit. But uh, I think uh, I, when I had seen, and I said this, I say this all the time, when I seen. Um, was it Diamond? Was it Lisa Ray, Vivica Fox, Nia Long, and Regina King? What's that name? Regina? Yeah, Regina King. Yeah, Regina King together. I seen how far Regina King to, and I stepped to her motherfucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't gonna say that, you know, I'm starstruck. I just <laughs> I say, say what I said. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you, what you wanted, you know, you wanted her. Let me, you know what? Let me throw this question up here too, because since, since you brought that up, so <laughs> Laquan also said she said, "Gene, nosy question. Being Puff's bodyguard, did you get a lot of women being around him?" I had a lot of women before I was Puff bodyguard. Now, did the numbers just go crazy though after you started working for Bad Boy? See, no, no, no. I kept, I kept, I kept them manageable. This, I, see how Gene keep it, kept it thorough though. First, he gave y'all early. He told y'all some of y'all rap dudes was not pulling the women that y'all was running around with after y'all got the money. Then G doubled down and said, "Listen, I was good before Puff. Even before yeah. the bad boy was attached to my yeah, name, I'm man, good." I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was that dude, dog. You know, I, I know some guys brag about it. Some guys talk about it. I was that dude way before then. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you got, huh? You told you told a story once about the time that you bodyguarded for Nate Dog, and um and how the and how the night ended. Was that the only time you've ever experienced something like that? Um, bodyguarding. No, plenty of times. Uh, you know, bro, I'm like I'm the type of dude that I'm not going. 
that that shit don't fascinate me. I played. You gotta realize I played at the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, and when you a basketball player, you got girls throwing themselves at you like crazy. Yeah, you understand. And I I I have pictures from my heyday that that shows that you know I was that dude like that. You know, I've always been around beautiful women and I was that dude like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're looking at a 59-year-old gene from a gene that was like this. Gene definitely was, was was the man back in back in the day. Now, did you did your style? Did you have your that same style coming out of St. Louis, or was that something that you developed being in Harlem? Uh, I had one of the best dressed dudes that was in Harlem named Racine Henderson. Now, I've always been a good dresser and everything like that, but every place wherever you go had different styles. He put me on the styles into New York. You know what I mean? Got you. Did you did you um did you did you know Dapper Dan back then? Did you did you have a I knew Dapper Dan, I bought clothes from Dapper Dan. Okay. What what was what was that whole experience like the whole like at that time? Because I imagine in the nineties, like when Dapper Dan was like really at his peak, what was that like? Like getting clothes from him and or having him style you? Well, we used to just like go to Dap's house. Okay. When, you know, we used to go to Dap's house and get clothes from Dap. And I don't know about styling. I just bought his clothes, and you put it the way you put it. You put it together the way you want to. That shirt that I said that wasn't no real Versace shirt. That, that Dapper Dan made that. That was Dapper Dan's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to Dapper Dan, man. He he's still out here doing his thing. He just saw he did that the gap that wasn't deal. Versace. That, that was Dapper Dan. Dan. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I see if I see Dapper Dan again, I'm gonna show him that picture. See if he remember. remember yeah, he that made shirt. that shirt for me. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, let me go to. Okay, uh, you know I would like to know that. All right, uh, Hoops Nation says Whitney Houston was big back in the day. Did y'all have any interactions with Whitney uh, back then? Only interaction I had with Whitney when she came to, when she used to come to the concerts and she'd be with Bobby, you know, they'd be in their limousine and stuff like that. I never had no real interaction with her. Got you. Um, We got to, hold on. Lewis Mabry. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. He says, Yeo and Uncle Murder was putting in great words about Kay Slater the other day. Uh, You look... Well, I don't know. You looked out for 50 back in the days? And your thoughts yeah. about 50 and Yayo, uh, Yayo looked up to K. <coughs> what about him? Um, well, talk to talk to the people, because I had spoke to them, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, they were asking questions, and I I spoke to them about uh, you and K Slade being, being close and you bodyguarded him for, for a minute um, now. But yeah. talk to us about K Slade. One, your relationship with K Slade and, and what K Slade meant to, to hip-hop. 
Well, you know, I was like his big uncle, even though, you know, me and Kay was real close. You know, he didn't drive. I drove him to a lot of his places when I was available as far as uh, before I, you know, after I retired, you know, we stayed about 10 minutes away from each other. And when he had to go to the store or whatever, like this, and then I would take him to the store, even just to the grocery store. Uh, me and Kay was close and we used to, you know, he would tell me all the stories and I, I know a lot of shit about rappers and situations that I wasn't even around because, you know, he may have told me. Uh, but Kay was, you know, his gift and his uh, contribution to hip hop, man, it was like none other. You could find a lot of these young rappers wouldn't have never been on if it wasn't for K. Mm. So, and you know, with the graffiti, with the magazines and all the stuff like that, he was just an entrepreneur that said whatever I could put my hands on it and making it to, you know, take it, take, you know, take a, a, a piece of coal and make it into diamond. I'm gonna do it, and that's what he was doing. He could take something raw and make it shine got you um question you had you had an issue with um with with, with charles oakley sometime at some point y'all had like a, a a back and forth man it wasn't no really no back and forth charles oakley i don't know why he put that shit in his book come <laughs> on he's gonna do something to some six seven bad boy nigga, and it didn't happen like that he came to the mirage and i told him to hold up so he felt like he didn't have to wait and he shouldn't wait and it was Puff Party and everything like that. So I told that nigga, man, listen here, bro. You keep running your mouth, you're going to be limping down the court. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and all you got to do is say another motherfucking word. And my man, Uppy, Brian Upshaw was with him. You understand? And we both knew Brian. Brian used to be with him all the time. And I think you were there when Brian told the story. Um, Trip, I think he was there at the uh, thing. And, and I asked Brian about it. So you tell him about that oh. shit with Opie. He said, what did he say, Trip? Well, <laughs> well, hold on. He, as I, all right, so can you, wait, how did, how like, that whole night, how did it even like really escalate to that point though? Because it don't like I know Charles Oakley can, can be a hothead though. It seems because he's always into into some mess, um, but I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough one, but I think I guess he. What you a Nick fan or something, bro? Oh no, I'm he not even. A direct just, question, just, Trip. He asked you a question. You got to repeat you, what was said. To you. He was there when the dude was with Oakley. No, and I, my book signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's and I'm asking you, what did the dude say? What did he? T what did he say? <laughs> I, I don't remember. His, I don't want to misquote him because I don't remember his exact words. But I got the footage. I can. I'm. A, you know what? I'm gonna go into the footage so we can get an exact quote because I don't want to miss. Gee, he tried to be politically correct. I don't. I don't want to misquote. The did the said. dude say or not? Charles Oakley didn't want it with me. He didn't want no smoke. Okay, Charles Oakley did not want no smoke with you. Didn't the dude say that to you? <laughs> well, he ain't just say it to me. He said to everybody that was there. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't. 
He wasn't really the about most it. hard for you to say. You that much of a Knicks fan? You riding the Knicks that hard? You can't tell the truth, bro. I didn't want to throw Charles Oakley under the bus like that. Because you know Charles Oakley is known as a tough guy. But you just saying what the man said. Why you, why you trying to throw G for? <laughs> no, he, he didn't say that. He, he said, yo, Charles Oakley, Charles Oakley didn't want to smoke. And he told Charles Oakley, those ain't the dudes that you want to fuck with like that. Especially yeah. not him. Yeah, he 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 backed down. He backed, he, uh, he backed down. I was a hothead back then, too. Yeah. Was that the only NBA player that you ever got into it with? No, 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 no. Bro, I, I didn't get into it with nobody. You know what I'm saying? You know, you either going to follow the rules, do what I say do, mm-hmm. and go have fun. That's what I'm there for. To get you in the party, you go have fun, do your thing. All that other bullshit, I'm not brain wrestling with you. Yeah. Well, go ahead, man. So you got me all hyped and then. <laughs> go ahead. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Now you, now you the upset, you the upset of trip. Come on, man. Can you, uh, can you, can you talk about your relationship with uh, D Ferg, who is ASAP's Ferg's uh, father? That was like my brother, man. That was like my brother. Listen, we lived in the same house for a little while. Um, ate off the same plate. If I needed, he was there. He needed, I was there. He died the day after my birthday, man. I never forget that, man. You know what I'm saying? But we were we were we were real close, man. You know, we worked at a job at the uh, Manhattan Valley together. I was a counselor. He was a, a art director. Yeah, I don't know, man. And he was cool. He, actually, he drew up the logo for Bad Boy, correct? And 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 Uptown Records. Mm. And all that all those shirts y'all used to see on the Cosby Cosby Show. Yeah. He was doing all those shirts for the Cosby Show. Mm. Wow, that's crazy! Damn, that's that's wild. Um, Alpo. Um, when he came, when he came, when he came home, it was kind of crazy because of everything that happened when he got when he got locked up. But you you were you were cool with Alpo back in the day. We was alright through the same game. You know what I'm saying? But I, I became like talking to him on the phone when he was away because of K Slate and my man Slick. You know, they was closer real to Alpo. Okay. You know, and uh <laughs> I remember on the phone, I was like, what happened was is that Damon Dash and them didn't want to pay Alpo the twenty five thousand dollars uh for using his likeness in his image in the movie uh, they were supposed to write him a check and give it to his mother okay but they start bullshitting him about it so Kay had to get some people and go down there to the studio to a uh, rockefeller and pick up the check and get that money because i was getting heated because he was behind bars and al must have knew he was coming home at some time because al told me he was like yo gene Keep your eye on them rap niggas, man, because when I want to come home, when I come home, I want to see a few of them. I need to know where them nigga Damon Dash them and all them niggas going to be at and everything like that. And I said right on the phone, yo, I ain't doing none of the above. <laughs> 
<laughs> Telling me to keep my eye on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, well, I ain't you. He, he tried to hit you with the Tory Lanez, get you on the recorded call. Right. He's like, don't get me mixed up in none of this shit. <laughs> yeah. I ain't doing none the other above. <laughs> Yo, keep your eye on them, Gene, man. I want to know where them niggas at, man, when I come on, man. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, brother. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Oh, you just getting a compliment. And I'm not... You mean not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the the, the comment section. You know how it goes, La- man. Ladies is being the ladies, Gene. They love you. Gene, when, <laughs> so, I know you're working on that next book. When can we expect that that next book? Um. Uh, I'm going to have it to the editor by the end of, in the middle of September. And I'm going to try to uh, uh, have it out by my birthday on the 16th of October. Um, if they, if they want to get the first book, if they haven't gotten it already, um, where can they get it? They can cash out me at Big Gene 52 Put your address and everything in the description, and I'll send you a signed copy. Or you can go on Amazon. And just put Gene Deal, My World of Bodyguard, and a Hip Hop Star. I'll just do the cash up to get the autograph signed copy. Right. I ain't waste the time. Yeah, waste the time stuff. going to the other man. Right, you get yeah, the see, that's what people don't understand. Amazon, they are char- after they deliver it and the, the charge is $29. After they get through putting on their charges and stuff like that, it's almost $40, $50 when they mail it to you. So you might as well just get an autograph Go direct. And sign yeah. copy of the book. Um, you know, people do what they got to do and what they want to do. It's all good. Oh, can you? We, you know, we, I think we started. I think the first thing um, was about big shoes. I think that was like the first clip that we put out about big shoes. That's crazy, right? Can you, you just, just say that? Can you go? Oh can you talk about that? About that story for the people? Oh my goodness! See, yeah. So there you go. If if you don't know, those are the shoes. That big war on stage when he was stepping on the back of the hills. They had the whole big scene about it in the movies when he said they was too small. He couldn't, so he had to step on the back. And no, and no, and what kind of shoes are those so they can know the, t- the type of player you was back in the day, Gene? See, there you go. <laughs> they Maury's. A lot of people don't know about that. Those are, those are yeah. very expensive uh, shoes for the people at home that may not know about that. But. <laughs> How 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 pissed were you when you saw Big <laughs> walking First on the of back all, of <laughs> Angie Martinez just did a show, uh, and this nigga Mike B comes on that lying that Big wore some size twelve shoes. Those shits are fourteen D. Big was a fourteen E, a wider yeah. cut. You understand? So they like. Simma begged me to fucking wear my shoes, and the dudes from Five Thousand and One promised to make me an outfit that I never got. You know what I'm saying? And if it wasn't for God being close to them, and he was, he was God was not a member of same game, but God was the dude who, if Deferred asked him for anything for the same game, God would get that money up. You know what I'm saying? God would give it to him. So. They had promised me to do a, a, a outfit for me because you know you got a five thousand five thousand one outfit. You was the man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So never happened. I spoke to God. God was going to work it out. 
the deep furniture say, yo, Gene, just leave it alone. God cool. He, he be looking out. So I just left it alone, didn't say nothing else. But they still owed that and they never gave it up. You know, they didn't know D Ferg told didn't tell me told me not to press it no more, just leave it alone. All right. So now when I come back from Soul Train after seeing big performance, I come to the locker room. This motherfucker is got his feet halfway out my shoes. Stepping on the back of them shits, man. Yo, I cussed him the fuck out. Man, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and, he, he, and, and you know, he, when he's he sitting down, he look up. One, I don't know if he's looking at me or he's looking. But I'm like, yo, man, give me my motherfucking shoes, man. What the fuck is wrong? Yo, you ain't going to be talking to my man. Nigga, I'm talking to your man like that. And yo, fuck my shoes up, man. But I never wore them since then, bro. Never wore them. <laughs> That's crazy. I went out and bought me some more gators. <laughs> man, oh, we stepping man. on the Maury's like they were slippers. Yeah, man. That's just... <laughs> Gene, can you um can you talk about um your time around Fifty Cent? But I I wasn't around Fifty like that, bro. Um. 50 used to come up to Black Hands. I seen him a couple of times. You understand? Uh, the longest I've been around 50 was like six hours. We rode the plane together. And we just talking. And that nigga was writing down everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The funny thing about it is, is that he wrote the name of my company down. I gave him a car. My company was named Savoir Fair. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have my shit on me right now. Where my wallet at? My company has always been named Sidewalk Fair. The nigga 50 blessed me by doing a song saying, I got the Sidewalk Fair. You know, a lot of niggas don't know what that means. That's the ability to know how to get out of any situation at any given time. You know what I'm saying? Or, adapt, or to adapt to any situation or any place, person, or anything like that. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. He blessed me for doing that song, but nobody know where he got that from. He got that from me. I, I, I'm about to say that Fifty looked Fifty looked out twice too, cause yeah. he looked out and posted the uh, the doc. He posted uh, Raw Deal the last big night on his Instagram, yeah. and my cousin was lucky enough to screenshot it before he took it down. He had it yeah. up there for about 15 minutes, and it had like 20,000 views, 3,000 likes already. And at from that point on, the documentary just started going everywhere. Yeah. Everybody that made millions off that. I mean, like, got million views and million hits off that shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he, he put 50 was the first one who posted this shit. Mm -hmm. So that was a blessing. And, that, and, and, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be forever grateful for him to do that. But, you know, we... And then he came to my crib. You understand when he had the issue in the street and I was giving him a bulletproof vest, you know what I'm saying? Covered, you know, because he had that street shit going on. That that was the back and forth now. Are you talking about Murder Inc. or the, the Yeah, with Red Rum. Yeah. Okay. Red Rum Inc. Uh <laughs> and you know, we was out to Vegas together mm -hmm. and I put a uh something in his hand so he could Squeeze off if he had a problem. 
For y'all people who don't know. No, just leave it at that. You yeah. ain't got to give no sure. explanation on that. You yeah. leave it at that. Okay. It is. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say no more. G G said what he said. That's it. You is, know? is there is there anybody that you had to hem up that you was like, you know what? I just can't stand this. I'm, I'm glad I I got to hem him up. Like that. that no, 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 no. A lot of times, Chad stopped a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to hit Irv Gotti up one time, and Chad's like, "No, Gene, you can't do that." And then we got into a little mat with some dudes from Murder Inc. But I straightened that shit out real quick. It was up there when uh, uh, Lil John was doing his debut album with at uh, Jai's at one of Jai part Jai Rule party. I had to hem up some Murder Inc. dude, but it was that. But I, I, I've had guys that I had to. I, I'm gonna need uh, you to go back and elaborate on something you just said, okay? You just said that you was going. You was about to hem up Irv Gotti. I need you to. I need you to elaborate on that. What? what, what no, 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 dude, dog. You can always tell on a nigga is overzealous, and he ain't about it, about it. You know, but you know, I love that nigga Chris Gotti, and that was his brother, because Chris Gotti was always a good dude. Yeah. But Irv was always extra, and then he looked at, I guess, security and other people. Who wasn't didn't have a street name to try to look down on him. But see, he don't know my pedigree. He don't know where I'm from. He ain't know what I was. He just said he just thought I was that dude doing security for Chaz and doing security for Puff. But he ain't know I had my own clique, my own crew, or uh, whatever the situation was. And it wasn't for him to know. Yeah. But you know, he was one night we was at the club and he was a little overzealous and just running his mouth a little too much. And I told Chad, I said, yo, Chad, I'm about to knock this nigga the fuck out. Watch this. And then Chad was like, who? Not to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I said, that nigga right there. He said, Irv? I said, I don't know his name, but fuck that nigga. Just like that. You know what I'm saying? And then he, uh, Chad, like, nah, 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 nah. You can't do that. That's crazy. You know. When Chad tell you you can't do something, you just don't do it. You know what I mean? He had that kind of power. That's crazy. I think we was in the uh, the New Music Cafe or the China Club or something like that at the time. China, all I remember yeah. about the China Club is their ATM was expensive. I, I, was, I was at the China Club one night and... You could get $10, you got to pay 9 Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, that's all I remember was they had an ATM... $9. And it was expensive. And I remember just being pissed off because I ain't I ain't have it like that. It's like that to be spending that much on the ATM. That was like a whole drink right there. You had to pay just to take some money out. Hey, Gene, since you mentioned Irv and Murder <laughs> Inc., and, um, um, did you ever have any interactions with, with Preem as he was trying to get into the music game? And, and me, and Preem, game? me and Preem had a couple conversations, a few conversations. You understand? Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta realize him and Chaz did that album together, Black Gangster. And Preem was a little upset, so he came to me. And I don't know why he came to me and said what he said, but I told Chaz what he said. Mm. You know what I mean? But, you know. Was that was that after um Chaz stopped dealing with fifty or before? No, that was before. That was before something. Okay. And then and then uh, when 50 got shot, 
I had a conversation with Prem. But that shit is in the book. We leave it there then. Mm-hmm. Can you can you talk about can you talk about um the there, there was a situation that went down between um Will Smith and Jada and Puff? Can you talk about that? Well that that part will be in the book too, but you know, I, I mentioned it before. Uh we were all at the fourth season. It was Matt Damien, it was Ben Affleck, Jada Pickett, uh Jennifer Lopez, Will Smith. Puff, and then it was uh, Will and his sister and her husband, her new husband. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was sitting over there with uh, uh, Will Smith's sister and her uh, brother and them like that, but they looking like they want to be over there with them. And I was like, you know, I don't think Will Smith wanted over there because they had matching Michael Jackson uh, jackets on. They had the Thriller jackets on. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Are y'all good? Y'all all right? Nah, we, yeah, all, yeah, we, we all good. Just yeah. checking the camera. All right, yeah. Gene, we're we going we gonna to get ready to wrap it up on that note. Um, We definitely appreciate you. Man, you just stopped my thing in the middle of the shit, man. What, what happened? Oh, my bad. Go ahead, Gene. My bad. Finish that. And then, no, and then I ain't we... telling you nothing. Wrap that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, go ahead, go ahead, G. Tell us, tell us what happened. My bad. No, go ahead, go ahead. Cause I want that, that's one of our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Erase that shit. <laughs> we get Jada and Will dollars. That's all right. Nah, J- Will trying to bounce back right it, now. Okay. I'm gonna leave it like this. Yo, go get this right here. My world of bodyguard and the hip hop star by Gene Deal. You understand? I got the Gene Deal show um, on YouTube. The next one is coming out. It's crazy. I'm giving you people. I'm giving you stories about Big L, Pun. You understand? Mm. The, uh, the events that happened right after Big got killed. The inside story of Bad Boy when Shine. You know what I'm saying? Black Rob or uh, 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 G Depp. You know I'm I'm I'm, I'm going in the. Uh, um, how this narcissistic guy just just wanted to be everybody and actually lost himself but he became a millionaire being everybody else i guess we know who we i think we know who that person is All right. Eric, you want to give us a final thought before we get up out of here? Man, as always, man, I appreciate all the supporters. All the questions were great tonight. Shout out to Gene, man. Gene, every time we sit down with you, you you've been amazing. Uh, you give us these stories that we we continue to kind of we we try to live through your experience. So we appreciate mm-hmm. you for that, man. And for anybody who doesn't have the book already, get the book, whether through Amazon, reach out to Gene directly. And we're looking forward to that next book. All right, appreciate you. Thanks. Well, that's Cash Out, PayPal, Big Gene 52. Hey, everybody out there in the Real Fans, Real Talk family, man, y'all co- a close-knit uh, group, and I appreciate y'all, man, and thank y'all for all y'all support. Facts, and thank you again, Gene, for pulling up. Um, we appreciate you as always. Y'all be on the lookout for that next book, because if you think this one was, was something... 
I know this next one is gonna be crazy, so y'all be on the lookout for that. And um, oh, um, so you know, we're talking about big tonight. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Gene. No, 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 no. I don't want to cut you off like you did on my story, but um, <laughs> uh, I hope your fans get at you. And I'm telling, I'm never going to tell that story again. They're going to have to get it from the book. And yo, y'all was giving y'all that, and I, I was giving y'all that right here on real fans and real Wait, talk. Hold on, and, Jay, come on, man. And, Let's go. And, we got, and, we got, and, we got and, extra and, and trip and trip <laughs> trip. Just cut me off. So. Case No, we got an extra couple of minutes. We can go back we, to the story. We, 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 gonna, we, gonna, we gonna be out. Nah, G started turning off the lights. <laughs> G, G said. All right, we gonna get it on the next time. Gene, get back on on the show. Um, G said, "God bless and good night." Before before we get up out of here, since we you know we're talking about Biggie tonight and, and Bad Boy, I do want to say uh, rest in peace to Chico Delvec. Uh, one of the members of Junior Mafia, he passed away about a week ago. So I just want to yeah, say condolences. Um, you know what happened? What happened? What was, what was the reason? I don't. I don't know what happened. I just know he passed, and I haven't right. spoken back to them to see exactly what it was. Um, but I was actually with uh, Chico. I want to say maybe four months ago in the studio. Uh, we got to sit down with him and talk to him uh, a lot about. Big from his perspective, so at some point I'm gonna put that put that footage out um, with the sit down that that I had with Chico Delvec. He he got some crazy stories too. One in particular <laughs> about about uh, a lot of people's favorite talk show host that did radio and that did TV. Um, that also had an issue with Puff back in the day as well. Wendy, but I, but I <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. All right. We 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 go we we gonna we gonna talk about that as well. Um, oh, if you if you if you still rock with us, make sure, man, if y'all y'all hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notifications and and, and all of that. Um, keep following us on all our social media: Instagram, Twitter at Real Fan Talk, Facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk, and of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel: YouTube.com forward slash For the Fans Productions. And uh, oh, also. Subscribe to the podcast too, the Sanchez Show podcast and the Real Fans Real Talk podcast. We are streaming on every or all major platforms. And of course, if you're not in New York City on Thursday nights and you can't watch us on Verizon 43, uh, just get to the website, realfansrealtalk.com, and you can watch us from anywhere in the world. With that being said, for myself, Trip Young, my brother, my co host, Eric Sanchez, aka Legend in Two Games, and of course, the man. The myth, the legend, Big Gene. We up out of here. Peace. Gene, we appreciate you. All right, peace. What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with Real Fans, Real Talk.com. Bye, y'all. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought.